Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Hi. I don't hear anything, but hey, today we're talking about the benefits of fractional help in your organization, specifically in the CFO arena. Fractional help work brings some serious value to your organization while you're experiencing change. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to discuss and deconstruct insights from top-performing entrepreneurs and industry experts. Every week, we uncover tested tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring problems. Today, our guest is Jean Latou, the founder and CEO of Ingen- Ingenio Solutions, a uh, consulting firm focused on accounting and finance. She leads a talented team of experts in finance and accounting who work with the clients to solve problems, create efficiencies, and improve the bottom line. Uh, Jean has worked on projects for companies like Car America, Coldwell Banker, and Marriott as a consultant. And she joined Jefferson Well as the Director of Finance and Operations and led their finance and accounting practice. She grew the practice from 40 consultants from five and increased the annual revenue from 10 or to 10 million from 1 million in three years. Pretty impressive work, Jean. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you. So we're going to cover a few things. What um, We're going to talk about high-end temps, right? Yes. Like what's fractional <laughs> recruiting? <laughs> and then uh, when and how to engage fractional help. So let's start with what's the difference? Like what is the difference between fractional and consulting and interim and educate me on what are all those words yeah so consulting is a pretty wide field yeah and you can do consulting in different ways um fractional is just another word for part-time so you can be you can provide part-time cfo services or part-time cio um so you're essentially like kind of doing in block time whatever hours might need to be yeah it may be a couple hours a day or a week Okay. It might be a day a week, uh, might be a couple days a week, or it might be three days at the end of the month that are critical for that business. Got it. And compared to interim, which is usually on a full-time basis and you're filling in for a critical role, somebody's resigned or they're out on leave, interim is somebody who works full-time with the company, inside the company to help them keep the trains running, so to speak. Got it. Got it. So a fractional person would be primarily more a high-end executive as opposed to like it's a it's an upper echelon of consulting essentially that's true so i mean it is still kind of in the same staffing business we're still providing temporary services but as executives we just have consultant names for them (laughs) so we're calling them uh, fractional or i just use the word part-time that's the word du jour for the uh it is your 2018 yes and 17 right it's what you'll find splashed on the business headlines (laughs) (laughs) i've met a lot of fractional people at networking events everybody's a fractional something right yeah so and usually what that means is that they will serve two or three or four or five businesses at a time sure they might be small businesses maybe under five million in revenue or they could be startups yeah and so you might find one ceo or one cio who's working with several companies and one of those companies may start to take off and they might have to 
um, provide less service to the others to be able to serve that one. So the ones who are paying their bills, they're spending their time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I see that. That's a driver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right, so are, are, are these people appropriate to use in startup environments? They are. Okay. It's a good way to get some high-level talent, some really good experience and expertise on a on a budget. Yeah. Right? So as a startup, you're very careful with your dollars. And so a fractional person, maybe using them one day a week or a couple days a month, may be a good solution to help you stay out of hot water yeah. um, and, and go down the right path. Especially on the finance side, because that's where yeah. most companies get in trouble. Exactly. Okay. So I can yeah. see where that's probably, there's a huge demand for that. Yes. Awesome. There is today. <laughs> All right. So what types of roles do we typically see in the fractional realm? I mean... It could be marketing. Your chief marketing officer might be part-time. It could be HR, so your CHRO, yep. chief H- <laughs> chief human resources officer. Okay. Uh, CEO can be part-time. They may be working with two or three startups. Um, CIO. Uh, CTO. Any, yeah, yeah CTO. Really any C-level C- executive, um, I believe, um, can be done on a part-time basis. Awesome. And now we're going to focus on CFOs because that's your... Right. That's your bread. That's that's where you thrive. That's right. Absolutely. All right. So when should a company engage a fractional person? Usually it's when they're starting to either one experience growth um, and and the growth is uh, often more than they had anticipated. So it tends to put a burden on the back office, so to speak. And often accounting is considered the back office. Okay. So they might find that they might want to be more strategic about accounting and finance when mm-hmm. they see a lot of growth. So uh, bringing in a part-time or a fractional CFO can help them strategize about that. Absolutely. Another time that they may want help is if they have problems, if they have cash flow problems, yeah. if they can't get financing. Um, a CFO can come in and help them look at the financials, try to find a a way to present them in a, a fashion that would be acceptable to a bank, a lender, or another source of funds. Got it. Uh, so that expertise uh, would come in the form of a CFO. It's not often that your bookkeeper will be able to help you with that. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine not. Okay. So um, now I, I would I, I would imagine like really anytime you're experiencing some sort of change, if you don't have a full-time CFO, you really need to have some sort of person you can pull from, right? Right. I recommend it. Um, often um, smaller companies will rely on a bookkeeper to, to keep their books on QuickBooks. And basically yeah. they do your day transactions. They make sure your invoices get paid and they, they may send out your customer billings and make sure they're collected. They keep up with the cash account, et cetera. Yeah. But when you want to be more strategic or you, you know, you're, you're worried about your profit margins, maybe they're sliding. Maybe you need to cut expenses, but you may not know it. But if you can bring in a CFO who can analyze the financials for the last few months, the last few years, that has a lot of information, they can help a CEO or business owner make those kind of decisions. And they can also help with planning, right? Yeah, And that's something that companies don't really focus a lot in on. They're just so sucked into the day-to-day what's happening that... Hey, look at we should probably plan out when we're going to hire and how we're going to hire and why we're going to hire. Mm-hmm. Like how I looped in hiring. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, and, and how we're going to grow and, and um, how we're going to spend our money. 
Right. Right. So I always recommend preparing a budget, which is just an annual budget. But looking ahead three to five years, there's no reason not to plan three to five years ahead. You can make some assumptions and create your forecast and your, your planning from that. Yeah. Those are three to five year budgets. Essentially, you're not married to the numbers. The actuals will come in and be what they are, but you can make decisions when you know what you expect in the future. Yeah. Okay. So you're experiencing growth. Um, I would imagine when you're, when you're on the flip side, when you, when you lose somebody too, it's probably pretty important, but you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth on the, on the second part of the show. So the services that you offer, what, what is kind of the typical sweet spot for, for Ingenio Solutions? You know, we offer three types of services, interim, which is where we're filling in for a key person who's left the organization or is on a leave, mm-hmm. fractional or part-time. Um, and the third area is projects. We might help with a software implementation. We might be a project manager for that. Um, I've got one person who's excellent at data. He helped us move data from an old system to a new system. Really? So those are types of projects we work on. Huh. We helped a company do... Um, document their policies and procedures. We interviewed their whole team and came up with some standard policies and procedures. So everybody's doing the same thing. Okay. Um, and they're consistent. Got it. Got it. So, um, what about the kind of concept of, um, triage? I, I would imagine like when, when somebody leaves abruptly, yeah. that's, that's when you're, that's when you're getting a call. Yes. Okay. And so I, always appreciate companies that recognize that if a key person has left unexpectedly that there's there might be some problems if somebody is not in that role yeah and that's where we can step in and kind of help smooth things out we can keep things running and we can ensure a smooth transition when they do hire the next person got it it gives the company some breathing room to identify what skill set they want in the next person they hire yeah it might not have been a match with who they had and so they have a chance to make a change and then they bring in a recruiter to help them with that. <laughs> I know a few of those. Um, <laughs> you resemble one. <laughs> I know, right? I do a little bit. So we're talking to Jean Latu, the CEO of Ingenio Solutions. Um, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about solutions on how to, a little bit more detail of how and when we should really engage fractional help. You're listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success. Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Higher Power with Rick Gerard. Welcome back to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and today our guest is Jean Latou, the CEO of Ingenio Solutions, and she is an awesome CFO, by the way. <laughs> so we just discussed uh, a little bit about what fractional help is and, and how it works a little bit. Now we're going to explore like how you find those resources and then um, really walk through the best solution for each type of change that come through. So, um, and that's going to be all on you, Gene. So, 
So you're in a company, you've had a scenario. I mean, obviously, if uh, a CFO leaves, uh, I'm going to call you, right? Um, but where does somebody find resources for other types of talent, and, and how does that, how do they find you? So the easy way, Google. Yeah, sure. Interim CFO, interim CIO. Sure. Uh, because um, you'll find a variety of, mm. of delivery methods. There might be individuals out there that are marketing themselves to do that. There are firms like mine. I have a pool of talented CFOs um, and controllers ready to go. So I have the solution already. Sure. Um, and there's other uh, larger firms that provide the same thing. Okay. So um, you can use your network to ask for referrals. That's often word of mouth that's is the strongest. They, yeah, that's where they usually come from is referral right. base, right? Yeah, if somebody's had a good experience, they'll be very happy to refer you. Okay. And if they haven't, they just wouldn't wouldn't say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're relying on Google to actually come across, um, you know, what may or may not be the best person. Correct. Yeah. I mean, so that, if you uh, if you're a larger company mm-hmm. and you need, say, three sources. Yeah. That might be one solution. Um, there's not one single organization that just has interim like key people level folks oh that would be an interesting idea have a referral network based on like interim folks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. new business idea <laughs> <laughs> all right i gotta stay focused on what i'm doing now um okay so um networking events so that you know there's organizations like octane and in um mm-hmm. what's um scott hamilton's uh, executive, executive next, next practices. practices yeah maybe some of the other organizations harvard might... business school has an association in orange county that is a great opportunity for networking okay usually high level executives got it okay so those would be great ways to find resources for these types mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. okay so now we're going to spend a few minutes. We're going to walk through like each kind of change and kind of best strategy to go about fixing those problems. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's let's start with. I think M and A was kind of like the first right first thing. So so M and A, um, whether your company's going through a merger or acquisition, um, either your company's being acquired or doing the acquiring, it results in change. Yeah. And we often uh, our consultants help. Before that transaction, maybe we do the due diligence. We might help them uncover um, issues in the company that, that might affect the sales price. Sure. But oftentimes we help them afterwards um, in two ways. We can either we help with the integration. Basically in accounting, there's always accounting systems, and we want to pull everybody onto the same accounting system. So do you have to check to over everything to make sure the books are all Copacetic as well, but that's usually, usually that's due diligence yeah. before. Yeah, okay, got it. But in in integration, that's when you find out the real story. <laughs> got it. That's when you can peel back the onion and see, mm-hmm. you know, certain transactions might might be eyebrow raising. Um, got it. But mostly, it's a systems effort, and then it's a people issue. So sometimes people will stay, and sometimes the long term plan is that they'll be eliminated because. The purpose of doing an acquisition is to streamline your costs. Yeah. Uh, in addition to growth, <laughs> yeah. obviously you want to grow, but you can cut your back office costs. Yeah, you're typically keeping the people just through the transitionary period, right? right which might be 60, 90, 120 days. Yeah. So if somebody leaves unexpectedly in that period, you know, I, I, fo- I would recommend retention bonuses to try to keep them around. But if they leave, they have a fantastic job offer. Uh, 
you're not going to stop them from going. So yeah. that's where our consultants can help fill the gap until um, until the integration is complete and the okay. transition to the new company is complete. So that's typically within that if window of somebody leaving. Right. Or if they actually have to eliminate the position right away. True. Yeah. True, because they, they might have to achieve their cost savings very quickly. Yeah. And that might be one way to do it. You're probably more cost effective than keeping that person on board who's... It's possible. Okay. Got it. All right. So M&A um, will be the next... The next you... time is when a key person in your accounting shop leaves. Okay. Whether that's the CFO or whether it's um, the accounting manager or uh, the FP&A, financial planning and analysis person who does your budgets. Okay. Um, you may... Uh, if one of those key people leaves, it's going to help you more than anybody else if you're the leader of the organization have somebody fill that gap until yeah. you can hire and replace them with the right person. And that's the work that's typically done on that hour, like just a few hours It's on hours an hourly basis. No, but it's just a few hours a week or what have you. It's not... Typically not, on an interim, that's a full-time. Okay. It's uh, fractional is when it's a smaller company with a smaller budget and they, they need to use the expertise of a C-level person, but on a part-time basis so it fits into their budget better. Sure. Ideally, I'd love every company to have a CFO, but it doesn't always make economic sense to have that. Yeah. I'd like to have a CFO, but it doesn't make economic sense. Right. Right. When you're a small shop. Yeah. But, you know, I think taking advantage of it, being a small shop, being able to have somebody come in for an hour or two a month and just make sure everything's copacetic, Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense. I recommend it. Um, sure. It's also somebody who can be a partner to you, the business owner, yeah. and give you recommendations on how to a- approach a financial matter. Um, one of my CFOs, you know, helped set up a 401k plan. They helped negotiate an insurance claim. Um, things that... Negotiate an insurance claim? Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And, and for good resolution. Yeah. They had, um, they had a salesperson in the business who left and took some of the business with them. So they negotiated a settlement. Um, so that they got paid out on some of the commissions from that business that left. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, CFOs are very good at negotiating and looking out for the best interest of the company. Uh, it saves a ton of attorney's fees, I'm sure. Yes. Because once you yes. involve an attorney, that, that, that just explodes. Well, that they may know when to bring in an attorney yeah. to ta- t- tackle <laughs> the legal matters, but if it's a financial matter yeah. or has a financial impact, generally the CFO is going to be pretty good at that. Okay. So there's a lot of benefit outside of just looking at the books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the common misconception would be that a CFO would just be concerned with the financial statements and how the company is doing from a financial perspective. But there's an awful lot of things that impact the financials, right? Working with a sales team to develop commissions, right? A commission plan or incentive plan. Yeah. Um, Working with HR and IT to make sure that they have the financial resources they need to to uh, execute the strategy of the company operations. You know, we can negotiate contracts with suppliers. Yeah. So there's all different ways that a CFO can have an impact on the business. That's great. Um, So the next scenario would be what? The next scenario would be, um, that's a good question. (laughs) Those are really Uh, two, the two main ones, right? Like leadership change and and M&A. Yeah. And when key people resign. Oh, the third one, I'm sorry, is when there's a project. All right, so uh, an easy one is when you're implementing software, you're going to change your accounting system. 
Um, so we have folks who have done those before. Mm-hmm. They can project manage and lead those changes, or they can replace a person on your team so they can go on to the project team. So they can literally backfill for that person, do their job while they're while working they're... on the future Got software it. implementation. Okay. So that's a good example of a project. So uh, whenever you're kind of uh, changing systems, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why would a CFO be good for that, though? A fractional CFO be good for kind of... You know, what's interesting is every CFO, because of the uh, number of companies they've worked for and their experience, brings different experiences to the table. Sure. And one of the guys on my team has, while he's been a CFO and controller, he has a passion for systems and improving the information that a company can get from their new systems. So he's that guy who went into finance and accounting probably to keep his parents, you know, appeased. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and then, but he's got the passion for technology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's outstanding. Yeah. And he's really good behind the scenes. You know, I, accountants are good, usually at the financials, reading them, understanding them. But this guy is really good at just understanding how to make the back of the, back of the computer work, really. Hmm. It's, the, it's all the settings in the systems that when you're implementing new software can make or break you. Got so. it. He gets a handle on that pretty quick. Got it. So are there any specific industries that are a little bit more important than others for these things? I would say every business, no matter what the industry, needs financial guidance. Yeah. Um, so it's not industry Otherwise specific. Otherwise, you don't have a business. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd say the larger the company, the more a CFO is needed. Yeah. The smaller the company, um, the more you can use a fractional CFO. And really, your budget will dictate. And I don't think a lot of small companies know that. Right. They don't often realize that there's help out there for them on yeah. a part-time basis. I, and that's that's kind of interesting. You know, it may be a good idea for you to go to, like, network to some of these smaller, like Octane or something like that mm-hmm. for, for some of their launchpad launch you know, right. companies. Because mm-hmm. I, I think they're just kind of bringing in the bookkeeper and having that handled. And that's yeah, and the, and. And the bookkeeper is great at getting the daily transactions into a system like QuickBooks and and tracking things. They're very good organizers, but they don't often have a good understanding of accounting. They they may not have a degree in accounting, and so they don't know what debits and credits mean and how they fall onto the financials and how one affects the other and that you have to have an equal debit and a credit in a transaction. Um, You're getting all tactical on me, but I love it. You make it sound great. I would bore that uh, that stuff up. I'll tell you. Uh, I worked with a, a bookkeeper to try and solve some problems with some uh, a general ledger that she was working on, and every single time I'd get out the T account and start doing the debits and credits because that's when you hear the phrase balanced books. Your yeah. books are balanced. It means your debits equal your credits, but only certain types of things can be a debit, and only certain types of things can be a credit. But ultimately, it falls out on your P&L and your balance sheet. Got it. <laughs> Wait, isn't a debit when your money's coming out and a credit is when it's coming in? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> but that can change depending on the nature of the account. Got it. Got it. All right. So we have a few minutes. Um, let's, um, if you can, plug in um, like what type of companies that you tend to work best with and give you a few minutes to talk about you know, what what would be a good client for you? Yeah, so typically we work with companies going through a lot of change. They might be experiencing a growth spurt. 
they might have been acquired or are doing the acquiring, mm-hmm. um, or they might be losing some key personnel. They can't retain them. The market's hot right now is being a recruiter. You know that oh, yeah. better than anybody. We're at 2.8% unemployment here in Orange County. Yeah, it's crazy. And at the executive level, it's got to be less than that. It's right. Be, I don't know what that's at, but. It's just hard to find the talent. Yeah. And so um, being able to use it on a part-time basis or borrow it on a full-time basis and until you can find the right person, we can help with that. So um, I, I often like to say that companies going through change are our best client because they have, we're, we're the person to go to to help stabilize, especially the accounting and finance shop. And sometimes we can that can flow over into other areas. Is but. that often the, the piece that's like goes into disarray the quickest? Is it? Yes, because um, if you don't have a good attention to detail uh, within your shop, if you can't rely on your financial statements, then that's the beginning of, of disaster. <laughs> and we often go in and do cleanup projects, right? Yeah. If they haven't been reconciling their accounts, that could be there could be hidden problems in there I bet. that um, that can create some unexpected surprises that are not welcome. So. Well, the first problem would be the people leaving, right? And then the yeah. second problem would be, yeah, especially on the book side. Yeah, um, especially if they've hired people who don't know what they're doing, who may have represented themselves well on the resume, but when it comes to actually doing the debits and credits properly, it it may be a problem. You heard it here first, kids. Hire right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're just about out of time for today's sh- show. Um, Jean, thanks so much for your time investment, and um, I wanted to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Thank you. Absolutely. I enjoyed it, Rick. Now, uh, what would be the best way for somebody who's looking for a fractional CFO or an interim CFO to reach you? Uh, uh, either through my website, ingeniosolutions.com. Spell ingenio, please. I N. G-E-N-I-O. I like it. All right. Solutions.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you can give me a call, 949-529-2970. I'd be happy to take your call. And she always picks up her phone. She's, like, fantastic that way. <laughs> I try my best. Absolutely. All right. So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, the illustrious one. Um, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Kim Iverson. To listen to this show and any past episodes, you can check us out on Hire, that's H-I-R-E, PowerRadio.com, or Higher Power Radio on iTunes. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook as well at Higher Power Radio Show. Or you can follow me on Instagram at RickGerard1. We have another great show lined up for you next week. I'm not going to say who it is right now because it's kind of a big, big deal. So I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and I want to thank you guys for listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.